Episode 196 of the Loud and Proud podcast. The hurlers have been handed a Lorimar lifeline and they took it yesterday in Darver. I'll be talking about all that game and a wrap-up of all Sunday's games in the league. But first, Oasis. Yes, so I was in Darver yesterday, so I'm going to give the flow of the game. We're going to hear then from Loud manager Paul McCormack. Um, about that lifeline and kind of how the preparation has gone before yesterday, before even Monaghan's news. And then I will finish with the Sunday games, the Ireland's Kilcarely, Bride's Dreadnoughts, Stabannon and Annaminant Rovers. Right, so let, let's get to it. The Hurlers, I suppose, have set the scene. They were more or less, they, they still had a chance of getting there, but it was going to be a far out chance of getting the Lorimar top two in that group table. But it was bolstered massively when it was heard on Friday, Friday afternoon, yeah, that um, Monaghan had played an underage player against us and against Calvin, and they would be deducted four points. We don't get those points for some reason, I don't know why, but we don't get them anyway, probably to save the integrity of the competition. So we were sitting on, on in third place with Calvin at the bottom of the table, Leitrim ahead of us and um, the other team, Longford ahead of us as well and four points. We had two points. So after the the win yesterday, we now have four points. Um, Longford won, so they have six points. So it looks like we're going to be setting up a big game in Carrick and Shannon next week against Leitrim. So do or die, whoever wins that game goes through to the Larimer final. And uh, yeah, massive, massive, massive win yesterday. And the team that started, before I get into that Leitrim kind of do or die game, the team that started yesterday was um, Rory Morrissey from the Feckens was in goals. Right full was Adam Plunkett uh, wearing number four. Donald Ryan was full back and Connor Quigley was drifted back into left full position. Matthew Fee was right half uh, from Manena. Set the half with Jamie McDonald wearing number seven. And then Danny Morgan was out left half picking up the diminutive Fiacre Hughes from Calvin. So good, a good matchup right from the get-go from Paul McCormack there. In the middle of the field, Shawnee Crosby and Liam Malloy partnering each other, two big powerhouses in the middle of the field. Kevin's and Knockbridge men uh, combining more or less when they were on form, when they dominated, Loud kind of dominated. Then in the half-forward line, Peter Fortune, uh, Phelan Joyce and Sean Connealy was on the wing. Darren Gagan returned to the side. He top-scored, I'll let you know what he scored. The second was a fair amount of scores. And then full forward was Paul Matthews and his club mate, Sean Kerrisk. So, yeah, that was the loud team that started. And we like we got the perfect start, to be honest with you. We got a really, really bright start. Da- uh, Darren Gagan got a free, but uh, Danny Morgan was excellent. Showed real class in the half. He started re- like a train. When it was a competitive t- game, he was really good, Morgan. He really snuffed out. Calvin's attacks and Shawnee Crosby then gets a lovely point to put his 2 ahead Darren Gagan gets a free on his own 65 yard line and then Sean Kerris always between him and Sean Keneally they were the best players in the field yesterday but he's just lovely wristy hurler and finds Phelan Joyce over, running over the top to put his 4 nil ahead and then in the night minute they finally got a score through um, Killian Sheen, Sheenan the cooler man, um, I think his brother would have played against Loud footballers under 21s a couple of years ago. Um, he got their first score in the ninth minute, and then they went and scored. They went and scored and run. They scored three in a row. End of Shelby, Sheehan again made a 4 3, and then Paul Matthews got a great um, 
got a great uh, point after good work from Connor Quigley and Shawnee Crosby around the middle of the field. Uh, then Gagan again profits after uh, Sean Kerris sprays the ball out wide. Really good vision to see the whole thing and opened it all up and sprays it across the field in the right touchline in Darver and then Gagan made no mistake. Then Kerris full of form, 22nd minute. The game is kind of in the melting pot. Kerris just bang. One gets a goal, um, follows it up, drives it in. Um, it was a well follows it up. I should say it was kind of he, he, he was very alive to the to the dipping free, the long range free from Darren Gig, and I have it on Instagram. You're able to see it. Um, I might actually, uh, yeah, I might actually still have it. I don't know whether it's still there or not. But he uh, he he kept the ball alive, kept it kept it out from uh, Darren Sheridan's arm and grasped the goalie nipped it in front of him and buried it so that put us 1-6 ahead next play about seconds later his club mate Sean Keneally finishes a chance then to put us 2-6 to 3 points ahead and that was it that was game over as far as I was concerned and then Darren Ging gets another score um, Cook there Connor back comes up the field just for a bit of respite Fortune responds but then after a hell of a save from Rory Morrissey, really, really good save, wonderful save. Um, I think it was from, uh, I think it was from James Smith. No, it wasn't from James Smith. I think it was from from you from uh, Thomas Leonard. Thomas Leonard spun around and uh, great save from Morrissey. But but it was not, the other player that started with number twenty three in his back. That was James Smith. He got a goal and scuffled in the net. Uh, Jamie McDonald gets a long range point to respond. And then Baker Hughes gets the final score of the half and his final score of the game because he was whipped off at half time. But that made it 2 9 to 1 5 at half time and loud. Look, at like you'd be always worried that Calvin might come back into it at the time and they might get back into it, but then loud made absolutely certain of it in the second half. Well, actually, one man nearly alone made a certain after half time. Five points in a row with three of those five from Matthew Fee, the half back. Three booming points. From way way out, just drove them over the bar, and even the uh, they we had a, we Paul Matthews was saved for a goal. We're just really really driving on. Jamie McDonald and Darren Gay got a free out of sight, and I thought that was it. I, Smith got a response. I thought Cavan weren't going to score for 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 after that. We end up getting another six points in a row. Paul Matthews was enjoying himself. Gagan was topping up his tally. Phelan Joyce as well, classy horror. Um, Get us a score and again gets a load more scores as well. Sean Connelly does really good work, really good hands. He was brilliant. He was really powerful, yes, and everything he did came to fruition. Three in a row from Gagan actually put us two twenty to one six ahead. And Kianis Maher gets a score. Mar Kianis, that's a funny name for a Calvin man. X not really a Calvin name because he's not a Calvin man. It's a Kenny name, Kianis. He is a former Ireland. Uh, Minor final captain. They were beaten by Galway. He won a Leinster minor as captain, and he also actually played for Kerry or Kilkenny in the in the uh, Welsh Cup, as they call it. And he played for Dublin as well. But he's moved. He must be in Cavan, living up there, or maybe teaching up there, doing something up there. Anyway, he's playing for them, and he got a point. A big cheer, and most of the little uh, segregation of the, of the Darver Hill with him. He got uh, their two points in the second half, but later it was just a, it was just a rape. Adam Plunkett gets a really, uh, plucks a wonderful catch. Gagan adds to his can, uh, tally. Uh, Keneally, I think that was uh, Gagan's 9, 10, 11 point. Yeah, 11 point. I decided Sean Keneally's um, point. He got 1-1. One, one. 
Uh, Canis gets 65 actually. And that was their last score to make it 223 to 1-8. And then Phelan Joyce, Liam Malai and Ronan Mulholland, the substitute. Who tried damn hard when he came on. He was very, very deserved at that point. You see what it meant to me. Little fist bump at the end. But it closed out the game. Luxury thrown on a load of subs. Ricky McKeown came on. Garrett Hall came on. Uh, Sean McGill came on. Um, and was that it? Yeah, I think it was. Sean Hodgkins as well from the Feckins uh, also come in and he might come in ahead of next week in Carrick and Shannon. But before I talk about that do or die battle, we're going to hear from lengthy interview. Really good. It's always good to chat with Paul McCormick, the loud manager. Very insightful on uh, their 21 point win, 226 to 1-8. Yeah, so we'll hear now from Paul McCork and I'll tally it up and then we get into today's Sunday League reports. The job that had to be done, that's what it transpired. Yeah, that's, it was probably quarter-final game the way we looked at it. And so we certainly were really focused and um, prepared well. Um, we took stock after the last two matches. Um, they didn't go to plan, obviously. But there was still a lot of hope there. I felt, and I still have massive belief in the dressing room there, and that we have we've got good good men there with fucking who, who care about it, like, and um, who turn up and they want to get better, and you know that was always driving us really that that attitude of you know there's something still here, like, so everybody gets energy off that, and once we seen that the the night after the Longford game that confirmed to me that we're still in this competition and we're still live just about but still something to go on there is an ability that was seen against Lancashire as well to sort of pull away when when confidence is high like getting on into those positions maybe has been the difficult point yeah it's 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 just hard to put your finger on like again we're looking for that consistency and and you know I just think that we worked a lot in the boys heads probably the last two weeks because we have We've got, I said, we've got good athletes. We've got st- good strength. We have, you know, we've we've worked on like, and it's just making sure that's reinforced, you know, because when you lose, you sort of doubt yourself. But you know, when you win, everything's everything you're doing is right, and when you lose, everything you're doing is wrong. So it's finding those small wee nuggets of of things you need to work on better, and, and definitely we we worked a lot on our on our mental preparation over the last two weeks and being ready to produce a, a good performance consistently like the first half against Longford there wasn't a lot going wrong the stand off probably affected us more than it did them where they got a bit of more of a, a motivating factor at half time with the Greek group and, and we just weren't probably prepared for the way they attacked us in the second half and the game just drifted away from us a wee bit and yet we're still in the game albeit a wee bit of luck but you know we're still working hard and we, we left that chance behind us so you know it wasn't a case of throwing out the baby with the bathwater after the Longford match but it was reinforcing the fellas that hey you know let's take stock of things um, we're not that far away yes we have to be at it but um, we can certainly get back up to the level and standards we want the next day against Calvin Are you showing the lads that or are you just talking are you going through like video work with it? Well you know some some small bit of video work, but very very much is trying to get a, a good relationship with the player and convincing them one to one. You know because everybody's different and responds to different things, and you know we do some group work, but again it's just you know just dealing with that that individual who's you know everybody deserves a player. Doubting yourself, Jesus, is it? Am I doing enough? Am I doing all the right things? Am I not doing enough? You know, just really getting into their to their mindset and convincing them really. 
um, well done Adam you know to, to really back themselves and to, and to go for it like, and don't be worried and play without fear that's the big thing you know worried about making mistakes like, and eradicating that from a player's mind is massive like so we worked a lot in that, like so, and hopefully you can see seen that out there or, today, like you, you know. You say they're playing without fear, like it, some of the games, like it was a passing through the lines. If we go back to our man, it's 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 slick play up mm, the field mm, and the mm. structure. People say that when the pressure comes on, lads generally revert to type. Yeah, yeah. Like it then becomes bunched, and yeah. it's, it's hard. Like, is it just the process of trying to improve that, or, or like? You know, making lads composed on the field. Yeah. The well, that's what the training's for. Like training is trying to replicate the match. So we're working a lot on that. Like and uh, at training, we're 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 hurling well. Like and that's the I mean we have full confidence in the fellas and, and the system we're trying to play, and they have that as well. But as you say, once the pressure comes on, it's reverting back to type, and then it's it's jittery and it's not having that confidence to really back yourselves at that stage. And that's all down to communication on the field, picking each other up, uh, backing each other. Um, resetting after a mistake and going again, you know. So listen, the team's evolving all the time. Like and more young fellas coming in there, and you know, um, the the level out there is is very physical. It's it's faster than they, they're used to playing at club level. It's faster, obviously, at training. Like, but you know, we're looking for that consistency over the seventy five minutes, and you know, we've got a bit more of it today. But next Saturday is another challenge in Test and we're hoping that we can just. Replicate some of that and, and more because we're going to need more every day. You're going to need more. Like. Yeah, you're saying playing without fear. When first two questions, I suppose. When did you know Monaghan had dropped points, and then did, did that matter the result? Anyway? No, I, I heard rumours about it, but to be honest, we never mentioned it all week at all until okay. last night. Um, there was something come out officially, so we were just focusing on getting two points there because it's completely irrelevant and nothing to do with us. Whatever has happened. You know, if we had to turn up there and compete in church, it didn't matter. So yeah, yeah. all all from two weeks ago, we were saying, listen, Calvin, we can still get the six points. No matter what happens, we can get the six points. And I said them the very first day of group championships are funny. And you'll see that in, in Munster, in Leinster, in county club competitions. You just never know what's going to happen. There's always a twist. One team has different ideas of what way they're going to the final. So we says if we can get the six points, you know, we'll be in a semi-final at least, something to play for in the last day. And that's the way it's transpired. So, um, yeah, that's all we are focused on today getting the two points and, and, and getting on up the table so we have a shot now of, of uh, getting to the final next Saturday in Carton Shannon you have a shot and you have the confidence well, yes well I have certainly yeah. have the confidence yeah. but it's it's okay for me to have it it's the players yeah. you know yeah. so yes that hopefully will help them that way like and yes this week in training we'll, again, we'll look for um, a more of a response to them because again they have to step it up next next Saturday again but you should be stronger like if you say Mark Keenan to come back in oh, Niall Keenan yeah yeah, yeah 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 well that's it we, we have used now a lot of the panel there have got game time and um, we wanted to get get more fellas on today because you, don't, you just don't know what's going to happen and it's harsh for courses sometimes at this level some fellas are you know very big and physical and we need to match that some fellas are smaller and trickier so we need to have boys ready to go in like so yeah um, Niall, Niall certainly will be a big help, help like, uh, next week and but again the team will be picked very much on attitude this week and training on Tuesday and who's who we think's up for the fight mm, no problem Brilliant. alright man thanks very much alright Couple of things there, yeah. So that's Paul McCormack um, speaking after yesterday's game. Couple of things. Who is up for the fight? Who will be up for the fight this week? I think a lot of players will be up for the fight. He spread his squad well yesterday. We worked it well over the whole campaign. And like he said, the championship is funny. Ups and downs, up and kind of out of it and in it and really in it now. And um, 
With Leitrim beating Lancashire today, 220 to 1-8, um, it, it just shows, like, well, they beat them by 15 points, Loud beat them, lead, beat Lancashire by 20 points, 227 to 110. So it just shows that we, we, can, we can score more than Leitrim, we can outscore Leitrim, and that'll be crucial come that big game um, this weekend, this Saturday, half 12. It has to be a half 12. It all has to be at the same time because the Lancashire playing at that same time, uh, at that early game in Abbottstown, because they like to get fly back home and get home early, that sort of thing, for maybe I must get back for work or get over from, from work, something like that anyway. So all three games are on in the Laurie Mark Cup next weekend. And there was rumours that Monon might pull out of the competition altogether, but they must be fulfilling the fixtures. Um, yeah. Oh look! I think we'll do it. I think we get over the line, and I think we're gonna go to the final and take on Longford and get revenge. But um, look, we'll be we'll be looking at that game next weekend. We'll be we'll be hopefully uh, having a whole um, podcast to go through it and preview. Then, please God, the final. So let's get cracking. We had three games today in the in the league. So this is suppose what you call a mini report Sunday league all about the report. If you haven't heard the League All About It, still getting messages. If you haven't heard uh, the League All About It show, do even watch it on YouTube, Twitter or Facebook or on Instagram as well. And then also just listen to it back on the podcast. It's up there for free and uh, gives you a real insight across the three leagues, four, four divisions. Um, and it will also give you performance of the week as well and all the goal scores. But it's cut, it's really, it's on the ball and it's, as soon as the results come in, they're popped up. So if you're coming home from a game, um, you'll get the results and see who's done well and who's gone top. And you get the permutations and that as well after four rounds. So I'll be doing it again this Saturday at ha- quarter past nine. Maybe I wouldn't mind going out to half nine. But um, no, it'll be quarter past nine this Saturday night again where I'll be going through all of the round five fixtures. Brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor, External Cleaning Services in Loud and Monaghan. Right. So the big one today was a Division 1 clash, uh, the Dreadnoughts and the Brides. Nip and tuck game, the, the Dreadnoughts looked to be taking control with five unanswered points early on in the first, well, midway through the first half. Craig Shevlin got three points, um, playing really well at the moment. And to be fair to the Brides, they roared back into it, they came back into it. Sean Brennan got a point at the end of the first half to um, put them in... Yeah, put them 8-6 behind at the break. Kieran McCardle, very lively as well. Um, also on the, on the game, he finished with seven points. But the start of the second half, 1-4 to one point. Um, the Brides outscored the Dreadnoughts. And the man who got the goal was Kieran Dean. And it looked like that was going to be a one-sided, going to ease themselves to victory. But Aaron High, who was in goals today for the Brides, Clipped the ball straight to Peppy Smith. And Peppy Smith made absolutely no mistake. But look at the Brides didn't panic after that. And they kicked three points uh, to, in the finish. To, sorry, yeah, four points in the finish. Uh, Peter Carroll pulling one back. But I think it was Emma Kirk, Cardle and Brennan as well got more scores. So that's a big win for the Brides. Who now go joint top with the the Blues, the Geraldines and Matt Grangers. So yeah, so the three those four teams are on top with six points, and those three teams, the Geraldines, Matagrangers, and the Brides, are all in the same championship group. So maybe it's a, maybe it's people need to do a bit of a rethink on that group in the championship. Um, let's have a look then in the intermediate grade. The Ironers they beat the the, the Curly Emmets. 
they are winless they're down the bottom with the Oliver Plunkett's to be under pressure now they want to uh, get a win on their belts they went close here but um, goals from Cahill Ferder and Keane High off the bench for the Irelanders did the business Cahill Bellew got a goal and a point uh, but if John Komsky again the young minor that is catching the eye there again he got 5 points so that's a big win for the Dundalk Young Irelanders yeah so a 4 point victory there for the Irelanders 2-10 to 1-9 and then in the um, what was it Division 3B yeah 3B Stabannon beat Alamin and Rovers takes 4-11 to 10 points goals Bobby Butley Daniel Clinton Sean Reynolds and Angus Jiggins give the it's the Bannon boys, a big, big win. Loads of it. I think they did 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 point scores in total. And on with the goal scores as well. Um, so a, a facile victory there for the Bannon, who are growing and growing as well. So that's it. That's the Sunday report. That's the report on the Loud Horlers who roll on again for next weekend uh, next Saturday in Carrick and Shannon uh, thanks very much for listening thanks very much for tuning in to episode 196 of the Loud and Proud podcast